Amen. God bless you, family. How are you guys doing this morning? Blessed. How's the people of God this morning? Amen. Nothing better than being in the house of the Lord with the, the people of God, worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For me, it is a blessing and a privilege to be with you this morning. Uh, I was actually excited when, when Pastor Ronan gave me the invitation. I love Pastor Ronan. I love the, the fellowship here. I always feel home, like home when I come. And so for me, it's, it's just, it always, it always feels good to be back. You know, my wife always tells me, you know, we got little ones, and so she's not able to join me, but, but she always tells me, how did it go? Man, it was awesome. It was like going to a family reunion, you know. You see, I, know, I pretty much know everybody at the church, and so I always feel good. And, and so I'm so blessed, fam, to, to be here uh, this, this morning. I'm excited to share the word with you. How many of you guys are ready to, to receive the word? Amen. Well, I'm, I don't know if you're ready to receive, but I'm ready to preach. Amen. And so... Uh, Let's bow in a word of prayer. Let's first ask the Lord to just bless our time. I, I need grace. I need God's grace to share. And you, you need God's grace to receive. And so let's, let's just bow in a word of prayer. Let's ask the Lord to bless our time. Lord, we're just so thankful for, for being in your house this morning. It is good, Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord with the family of God. And Lord, we've come this morning like our brother was sharing, not, not because we want religion, Lord, or not because we simply want to go through, through the motions or through the routine, but Lord, we've come, Lord, because we want something fresh, we want something new, Lord, we want genuine, true, New Testament, costly discipleship Christianity, Lord, and that's why we're here, Lord, because we want more of you, Jesus, we recognize, Lord, that we need less of us and less of self and more of Jesus. And so, Lord, we come with, with an open heart and with open hands, and we pray, Lord, that this morning that you would fill our cup, Lord, that you would speak, Lord. Give, give me grace, Lord. Lord, I recognize that I'm so limited. I'm so weak, Lord. I'm so unqualified, Lord. I, I recognize all of that, Lord, that I'm just a, a good-for-nothing sinner, Lord. But by grace, I have been saved, Lord. And by grace, Lord, I believe you want to use me, Lord, this morning just to serve your people, to be a blessing to your people. So, Lord, give me grace to share. And give my fam grace to receive. And our prayer, Lord, is that when it's all said and done, that everybody would be saved. Not, not how good Adam is or how good Pastor Adam teaches, but everybody will be saying, isn't Jesus amazing? Isn't Jesus so glorious that you, Lord, would be glorified? That you would be the star this morning, Lord, and that all eyes and all ears and all hearts would be focused on you, Lord. We love you, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. And all of the fam says, amen, amen. God bless you, fam. Grace and peace. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to turn with me to the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 8. And uh, this morning, we're just going to be looking at verse 34. Mark chapter 8. 
verse 34. This morning I, I've titled my message, True Christianity. True Christianity. Pastor Ronan uh, shared with me that you guys are going through a series on the hard sayings of Jesus. And, and, and he asked me if I can share on that theme, on that topic. And immediately when, when, when he told me that, my, my mind, my heart, my thoughts came to Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Because in my opinion, this is probably the hardest thing and the most difficult thing that Jesus ever said. And so this is going to be our focus uh, this morning. True Christianity according to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 8, verse 34, you can let me know by saying amen, fam. Amen. Let's read it together. And this is what the word of the Lord declares. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Amen. This is the word of the Lord, and all of God's people declare, amen. Amen. Thank you, fam. God bless. In today's world, like never before, I think we would all agree that there is much talking about Jesus, and there is much writing on Jesus, many books about Jesus, and there is even much activity in the name of Jesus, much uh, religious activity but sadly, very few are actually following Jesus. There is very little of what we would call genuine New Testament Christianity. Oh, there is much cultural Christianity, and there is much liberal Christianity, and most definitely there is a lot of false Christianity, but there is very few biblical Christianity what we would call New Testament Christianity. Uh, sadly, many are deceived. And there are many today in the church and outside of the church who profess with their lips to be Christians. They, uh, they say, Lord, Lord, and they got the language down and they know how to say amen and when to say it. But the Christianity that they profess is not found in the Word of God. They are deceived, and there is nothing Christian about them. And on that last day, Jesus tells us that many are going to say to him, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this in your name? And didn't I go there in your name? And didn't I say this in your name? And Jesus tells us that on that day, there's going to be surprises. And he's going to tell many, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I, I never knew you. The, the, the Christianity you had was false. It was fake. It was simply a routine. It was simply going through the motions. But there was nothing real. There was no real, genuine, true Christianity. And Jesus says that on that last day, uh, many people are going to be shocked, surprised, and they're going to only hear the words, I never knew you. And sadly, that's the reality of Christianity today. That's the reality. That's the condition of the church. Many profess 
to be Christians. Many talk about Jesus, but, but only a few are truly following him. And that's why this morning, fam, we need to pay careful attention to the words that we find here in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Because here, like in no other place in the Bible, Jesus just tells it like it is. And Jesus gives us a true definition of what Christianity is all about. With, with clarity and with precision, Jesus tells us exactly what it means to be his disciples. Everyone has their own definition of what it means to be a Christian. Everybody has their own ideas of what it means to follow Jesus. But, but here we find the only definition that matters. The definition that the Lord gives us. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus, Jesus just breaks it down. It's so simple. He says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow after me. For many, for many, those words could be difficult. For many, those words could be troubling. But the truth is, that's the heart of Christianity. That's the, the definition of discipleship. And that's exactly what is involved in following after Jesus. And so, and so fam, this, this morning, with the time we have together, we're just going to look at this verse. I'm only going to preach on one verse. And some are saying amen to that, right? I'm not going to be too, too long. But, but I want to share with you a few things that we see and learn from this text concerning true Christianity what it means, and what's involved in following Jesus. How many would say amen? Okay, let's, let's begin. I got, I got three headings, three things I want to share with you, and we got all of the points there on the screen. And I want to begin where Jesus begins, and notice first, Jesus tells us true Christianity involves a call to deny yourself. That's really where it begins. And notice Notice the text again. Would you read your Bibles with me again? Verse 34, Jesus says, And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, first let him deny himself. That's where Jesus begins, and that's where we're going to begin. The first thing involved in following Jesus in true Christianity is a call to deny yourself. Now, now notice, Mark begins by telling us that Jesus called the crowd to himself and his disciples. And the first thing Jesus said was, if anyone would come after me. Now, what Jesus is about to do is he's about to set the conditions of following him. He's about to give us the, 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 the ground rules of what it means, of what's involved in following him. But, but, but notice first, before Jesus does that, he gives an invitation. And this is the invitation. If anyone would come after me. In other words, whoever wants to come after me. 
he begins with an invitation. And notice, the invitation is for everyone. It's for everyone. It's a whosoever invitation. It's open to all. The call goes out to everyone, to every man, to every woman, to every young person, to every child. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. It doesn't matter how rich you are or how poor you are. It doesn't matter how educated you are or how uneducated you are. The call goes out to everyone. And Jesus begins by saying, whoever wants to come, you can come. You're invited. You're welcome. I will receive you with open arms. Don't worry about your past. Don't worry about where you've been or what you've done. The invitation is open to everyone. And he begins with this open invitation that, that God's grace and God's salvation through Jesus is for all, even a wretched sinner like myself. The invitation is given. Oh, and this morning, the Holy Spirit gives the same invitation. Right there where you're at, the Holy Spirit gives the invitation. Follow Christ. Give your life to Christ. Today is the day of salvation. Today, God wants to do something new in your heart, in your life, in your marriage, in your family. Tomorrow's the devil's day. Today's the Lord's day. And God wants to do something new. And the invitation is given. Now, now notice, though, after the Lord gives the invitation, notice the Lord begins to lay down the conditions of coming after him. He begins to share with us what's involved in following him. And the idea is you, you, don't, you don't make your own rules. You don't make your own Christianity. Jesus is not following you but you're following him. And these are the conditions. He, 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 he tells us what does saving faith look like? Because everybody says they have faith. James would even tell us that demons believe in God and they tremble. And, and so the question is, what, what does it look like? What does it mean to put your faith and trust in Jesus? Well, Jesus tells us and the first thing he says that involves denying yourself. True Christianity involves a call to deny yourself. Now, now this word denied by Jesus is a very, very strong word. Uh, interesting, it was the same word used to describe Peter denying the Lord three times. And, and really the idea behind the word is, is abandonment. A disowning, a disconnection, a separation from yourself to something or someone else. Uh, someone described denying as, as putting a great wall, a barrier of separation between yourself and someone or something else. And, and please notice who Jesus says that we must deny. 
He says, you must deny yourself. That's the first step. If you want to follow Christ, if you want to be a disciple of Christ, the first thing you need to do, the first step is you need to abandon self. You need to, you need to separate, you need to distance yourself from yourself. <laughs> now, what does that mean? That simply means self no longer is in control. Self no longer is your chief love or your chief pursuit or your chief interest. Self no longer is sitting on the throne of your heart. Self no longer is ruling or reigning. But, but, but to follow Christ, the first thing you must do is, is deny self. Renounce self. Renounce it. All self-rights. All self-centeredness. All self-focus. All self-ambition, all self-righteousness must be denied. In other words, and this is the most basic and the most easiest way to look at it and understand it, you must come to the end of yourself. If you want to follow Christ, if you want to be a disciple of Christ, Jesus tells us you must come to the end of yourself because the problem is self. That's the problem. I'm the problem. My heart is the problem. And Jesus tells me that you must die to self. You must deny yourself. You must, you must bury yourself. You must get that old man with his old ways and his old desires and allow the Holy Spirit to bury him. You must deny yourself. True Christianity is coming to a place where you say, Lord, my life no longer belongs to me, Lord. My life no longer belongs to self. But Lord, I completely surrender and submit everything that I am, everything that I have, everything that I'm able to do to, do, to you, Lord. And I submit my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I will no longer depend upon myself, and I will no longer trust in my righteousness, but I will depend on the grace of God, and I will trust in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's, that's true Christianity, denying yourself. Listen, listen to this. Let me, let me share this with you. Christianity is not adding Jesus to your life. It's not adding Jesus to your life. It's, it's not adding Jesus to a to-do list. It's not adding Jesus to a compartment in our busy schedule. And the reason why I say that is because so many have that mentality, that I have my life, and I have my wife, my children, my, my work, and then I have my Jesus. And Jesus is just part of my life, he's part of the puzzle. He's a piece of the pie. And many people have that attitude, that, that mentality. I'm gonna add Jesus. I'm gonna add Jesus to my week. I'm gonna add Jesus to my family. I'm gonna add Jesus to my home. But that's not true Christianity. Because true Christianity is not adding Jesus to your life, but true Christianity 
is when you say, Jesus is my life. He is my life. He's not one day of the week. He's not one service. Now, praise God for Sunday, so don't misunderstand me. But it's more than that. It's more than just simply adding Jesus here or finding a space for Jesus there. But true Christianity is, is Jesus is my life. Jesus is everything. The Lord is everything. He's everything in, in my home, in my marriage, at work, at church, in ministry. When I'm all alone and nobody's with me, Jesus is everything. It's everything. And it, and it begins with just submitting, submitting to the Lordship. Denying yourself. And this morning, the Holy Spirit asks all of us, especially me, nobody pointing fingers here. I'm all, we're all in the same boat, fam. But the Holy Spirit tells us, are, are you submitting to Christ? Are you submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? How, 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 how does your life look? How does your marriage look? How does your home look? This might hurt. So forgive me, but I got to say it. How does your finances look? Does your free time look? Is it submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Oh, the exhortation is by the grace of God, with the help of the Holy Spirit, deny yourself, deny yourself, and submit everything to Christ. And so first, a call to deny yourself. Now, now, after that, the Lord tells us, secondly, that true Christianity, true discipleship, this is what it's all about, involves, secondly, a call to take up your cross. And this is why I, I, I brought this message, because this is a difficult saying by Jesus. And this is what he says. Notice again in verse 34. He says this, if anyone would come after me, First, he tells us, let him deny himself. And then second, what does he say, fam? And let him take up his cross. There's a cross to be carried for every disciple of Christ. Now, I was sharing with the group in the morning, and I want to briefly share it with you. Unfortunately, nowadays, within the church and amongst Christians, there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of misunderstanding of what exactly it means to take up your cross. And so let me give you an example. Some would say, I'm going through a hardship, that's my cross. Or some would say, and I want to be very sensitive on this, but some would say, I'm battling this sickness, that's my cross. Or, or, or many would say, my husband is my cross, or my wife is my cross, or some will say that the suegra, the, the mother-in-law, is my cross. And so there's all these ideas. We, we would say oh, that, that anytime we're going through a difficult time or struggling, right away we say, that's my cross. But the truth is, th those, those are real things, they're hard things, but those are not crosses. That's just reality in a fallen world. Believer or non-believer, 
have difficult times, get sick, have crazy mother-in-laws, right? Or crazy husbands. Everybody goes through those things, believer or non-believer. But listen to this. Only believers can take up their cross. And so what, what does it mean then? Well, I would simply say this. To take up your cross means to be willing to pay any price or make any sacrifice for the name of Jesus. That's what it means. It, it, it's, it's a heart attitude. It, it's an attitude. It's a mentality. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. It, it means that you're willing to endure any shame, any embarrassment, any discomfort, any inconvenience, any reproach, rejection, persecution, even by the grace of God, you're willing to die to follow after Jesus. Listen, in Jesus' days, as you all know, a cross was not a piece of jewelry. It was not a beautiful painting. But in Jesus' day, a cross was an instrument of death, torture, execution. It's been called the electric chair, the, the gas chamber of the first century. And that, that was the cross. Immediately, when the disciples heard these words, when the multitude heard these words, immediately they were thinking about one thing, death. Death, because that's the cross. The cross speaks of death. The cross speaks of, of a death march, starting a death march. And, and really the idea is, is to follow Jesus, you must be willing to start a death march. You must be willing to pay any price and sacrifice any cost to follow him. It's a willingness to die, a willingness to die to sin, to die to the world, to die to self, to die to what you want to do and to go where you want to go and to say what you want to say. It's a death to you and a willingness to follow Christ. That's, that's true Christianity. It's not life. It's death. It's death. And to follow Christ, there must be death. A death to self. There has to be a cross. Following Christ involves a cross. You know, nowadays, within many churches and behind many pulpits, nobody speaks about a cross anymore. There's no cross in Christianity anymore. But, but everything now is easy. Everything now is convenient. Everything now is, is seeker friendly and sinker sensitive but 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 now christianity that there, there's no cross there's there's no commitment nobody is talking about commitment nobody's talking about sacrifice nobody is talking about death to self but now everybody just wants an easy convenient half-hearted dead religion everybody wants a a no cost discipleship. You know, there was a great man of God in, in the early 20th century. His name was Diedrich Bonhoeffer. 
And he was a man that God used during World War II uh, in, in Germany. And he actually coined a phrase for, for this attitude, and, he, and he, he called it cheap grace. Cheap grace. That, that, that now everybody wants cheap grace. It's not about what you can do in response to God's grace and God's mercy. It's not about commitment. It's not about sacrifice. It's not about doing what God wants you to do. But, but now it's all about me. The age of the selfie. And, and, and Diedrich Bonhoeffer said, that's cheap grace. But then he says that that's not found in the Bible. There's no cheap grace offered by Christ. But it's costly grace. It costs the very blood of Jesus Christ. And God's grace is a free gift. But once you receive it, it will cost you everything. You have to die. There has to be a death to self. And that's the, the second thing Jesus says. If, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself. And you have to take up your cross. You have to die. In other words, the Lord is saying it's hard. It's hard. It's difficult. It's trying. You're going to go through stuff. As a Christian, it's not going to be no... No walk in the park, not going to be no stroll on the beach, but it's a battle. It's a war every day. There's going to be days that you're going to want to give in and give up. There's going to be days that you're going to be struggling. There's going to be days that you're going to be broken before the Lord. But listen to this, no matter how hard it gets, or no matter what we go through, God's grace is sufficient God's grace is enough, and in the end, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it, because this is the promise. Carry your cross in this lifetime, and the only thing you're going to be carrying in the lifetime to come is a crown. Carry the cross in this lifetime, and all that's waiting for you is a crown. And so what's the exhortation? Well, the exhortation is, by the grace of God, take up your cross. Take up your cross. God did not promise you an easy life. But God did tell us it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it, fam. So keep going by the grace of God with the help of the Holy Spirit every day, every day, just depend upon God's grace and just die to self. Kill yourself. Allow Jesus to kill you every day. Because the promise is he's going to raise you up. He's going to raise you up. New life. New strength. New grace. New mercy. But you got to die to self. You got to die to, to the, the desires. You got to crucify the flesh. Paul would say this, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Every day we got to crucify ourselves and say, man, it's a good day to die today. And today I'm just going to live by faith in the Son of God. How many would say amen to that? And so the Lord says, first, it involves denying yourself, renouncing 
yourself, abandoning your self-righteousness, your, your self-confidence, that pride that we so struggle with and is so embedded in our heart. Jesus says, you got to deny it. If you want to follow me, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you have to deny yourself. And then the Lord says, you got to take up your cross. you got to be willing to sacrifice. you got to be, be committed. It's a commitment. It's a wholehearted commitment. It's not for the weak-hearted. It's not for the slackers. It's not for those who just want to play games or want a little religion in their life. But it's a cross to be carried every day by the grace of God. And then the Lord ends by telling us a final thing. And he says that it also involves following him. Because notice what he says. And I'm going to end with this. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross And he ends with these words, and follow me. Christianity, at the end of the day, it's it's simply following Jesus. Entering into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And every day we follow him. At the end of the day, we don't follow a church leader or a pastor, even though we respect them and we submit to their leadership as God has given them that position, but at the end of the day, we're not following a denomination, or we're not following a loved one, we're following Jesus, and where Jesus goes, by God's grace and with his help, we go, and what Jesus says, we say, and what Jesus thinks about something, we think about it, and what Jesus loves, we love, and what Jesus hates, Because Jesus does hate certain things, according to the Bible, we also hate. And we follow Jesus. And there's no vacation. There's no separation. There's no days off. It's not just on Sunday we bring out Jesus and we put him back on the shelf. But every day, we follow him. And notice, he doesn't follow us. And that's key. Because a lot of people want that Christianity. They they, they want Jesus to follow them. But we follow, we follow him. We follow him. During the good times and during the hard times. When we feel like it, like Sunday mornings, man, I was feeling it during the worship. But then when we don't feel like it, like tomorrow morning when we got to get up to go to work, And we don't want to. When the emotions are there or when we're going through a dry season, we follow Jesus by faith. We keep following Jesus. We we don't focus on what we see or what we don't see. We don't focus on what we feel or don't feel. But by faith, we keep following Jesus. Because I have decided to follow Jesus. And there's no turning back. How many would say amen to that? And so Jesus says, and Jesus tells us, hey, this this is what it's all about. This is true, genuine, New Testament Christianity. And and, and this morning, I want to end with this. This morning, the Holy Spirit tells all of us 
is this your Christianity? Does this verse describe your Christianity? What, what, what kind of Christianity do you have? And I would even say, what kind of Christianity do I have? Is this me? Is this what I have? Am, am I denying myself? Am I taking up my cross? Is, is there a cross in my life? Am I following Jesus or am I simply using Jesus? What kind of Christianity do I have? Is it, is it real? I love what my brother was saying because one of, the, one of the greatest temptations we face as believers is the temptation and the danger of the routine. The routine is so real. It's, it's so dangerous and it's so subtle. It'll, it'll creep up on you from nowhere. And if you're not careful, it, it, it'll take over the routine. Sir, you've served the Lord so long and for so many years, it, it just becomes a routine. So you know on Sunday, I got my routine. On Wednesday, I got my routine. I got my routine for Bible study or prayer. And, and it's like just going through the motions. And that's one of the, our greatest dangers, the routine. And, and this morning, Jesus tells us, it's more than a routine. It has, to be, it has to be a real relationship. There has to be love in your heart. There has to be passion for Jesus in your soul. It's more than a routine. But it, it's denying yourself. It's, it's taking up your cross. And it's following Jesus. And this morning, the Holy Spirit tells all of us, is this your Christianity? How how does your walk look, fam? How does our walk look? What's the condition of our relationship? Oh, this, this morning, this morning is the perfect opportunity to examine our hearts and to say, Lord, if this is not what I have, do a work, Lord. Do a work in my heart, Lord. I don't want the routine, Lord. I, I'm tired. I'm tired of the routine. I'm tired of going through the motions. I'm tired of, 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 of worshiping you with my lips, but my heart being far from you. Lord, I want, it, I want it to be real. Lord, I want something new, Lord, something fresh, Lord. Lord, I want true Christianity. And this morning is the perfect time for us just to Say, Lord, do something new in my heart. Lord, do a new work in my life. Lord, put this verse deep down in my heart, Lord. And every day, give me the grace to walk according to it. How many of you would want to pray that prayer with me this morning? Can, can we pray that together as a family? Okay, bow right where you're at. Just, just bow with me and... Just raise your hand with me, and I'm just going to lead us in this prayer. Lord.